Now, we talked about forgiving and forgetting, right? And we talked about how hard a thing it is for us to forget, am I right? Many of us struggle with the forgetting piece um, simply because uh, for some reason, amen, for some reason, um, for some reason, we hold on to the memory of the offense. Um, our character has been Joseph. But last week we delve into talking about just as God has forgiven me, I ought to forgive. We also talked about that if we keep count, amen, and if we're counting, amen, what does that mean? Huh? That means what? We haven't forgiven. We keep counting. What are we counting? We're counting the times. You said uh, to Peter, hey, seven times what? 400 and what? 90 times. And I don't know about you tonight, but I know for some of us, we struggle, amen, we struggle with forgetting. I told you that if you don't forget, you're going to hold yourself hostage, amen. You will become the victim rather than victorious. You cannot say that you love a person if you keep remembering what they've done to you, the bad they've done. Amen. Now, I told you this, and I want to share this with you again. The hurt had a purpose in it. Amen. Now, let's look at Joseph's life. Go to, go to Genesis chapter 39 real quick. And I, I want to say this. Joseph had been through a whole lot of stuff. Right? And, 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 and I believe if it wasn't for our pain, we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't be as cautious as we are today. Come on, somebody. We, we wouldn't repeat some of the things, amen, that, that, you know, we, you know, we would repeat some of the things that we were doing before. But God allowed the pain for purpose. But the pain will propel you, amen, to the place where God wants you. If, if Joseph didn't go through the pit, if he wasn't sold into slavery, if he wasn't falsely accused of rape, which he was, amen, do you think he would have been the, the man that he was? No, but can I tell you something that's strange to me? Going through all these things, Joseph never became bitter. I mean, not, not just bitter, but watch this. He never blamed God. And so I, I want to focus on something like this tonight, that 
people have the audacity to be angry at God. If you flip back down, you see the issue with Judah and Tamar. And, you know, you got all these different things happening in the Bible, right? And you would say, wow, why would God even allow rape? Or why would he allow this? Or why would he allow that? Why would he allow this to happen in my life? And I believe, and let me break it down to you like this. The reason that God doesn't just step in like that because he's not a genie. He's sovereign. And my unforgiveness, amen, the things that has happened to me was never intended to make me bitter. I showed you last week, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Or they don't know what they're doing. And oftentimes they say, yeah, they know what they're doing, you know, Pastor. You, you know, they know, they really know what they're doing, right? But, but here we find in chapter 39, I have to fast forward a lot through this because it, it goes all the way to 45. But let me just check it out real quick, okay? Joseph gets to Egypt. He has a success, right? He is handsome in the parents. Uh, all this stuff, he's imprisoned. He interprets the the, uh, the, the uh, Pharaoh's dream. That's chapter 41. Okay, so I'm just kind of fast-forwarding through it, okay? Uh, then go to, go to chapter 41, uh, verse 38 for me. Chapter 41, verse 38, okay? Now, I'm showing you something, and what I'm trying to show you tonight is that many times, many times in our Christian journey, all right, we fall into circumstances and situations, right? But we cannot allow it. I'm talking about people hurt. We cannot allow the people hurt to stop us from our destiny. Amen. Some people just cannot let go of the past. They live so much in the past they don't even know what tomorrow's date is. Because they're still holding on to, oh, look what they did to me. Look what they did to me. And now they've become a victim rather than being victorious. And I believe, saints, that God does not want us to live with a victim mentality. He wants us to use whatever has happened to us in whatever relationships we've had, amen, and use it, amen, to find and discover our true purpose. Joseph never got angry at God. He never blamed anyone. Come here, Job. The Bible says Job was a righteous man. Did everything, amen. Because, And the reason I'm going here tonight is because sometimes a lot of us are saying, well, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve what's happening to me. And yet, no, you deserve it. You know why you deserve it? Because you and I were born... In depravity. And, and here's the thing. Now we have biblical examples. Of how to respond to hurt. You say. Oh I didn't forgive. No you didn't forgive. You had not forgotten. Amen. 
Can I help somebody with something? Maybe you haven't gotten your promotion because you keep living in the pain. Ouch, amen, or thank you. You haven't propelled to your purpose because you are still living with the pain. Amen. God allowed him to be in prison. Then we find, and Pharaoh said to his servant, can we find a man like this? In whom is a what spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. See, I believe, saints, that a lot of us were so focused on the pain and what people has done to us that we're forgetting that there's a bigger purpose to your life. Even with all of this that had happened to him, he still was able to be placed where God wanted him. Positioned for greatness. Now watch this. And even while he was in that predicament, and even when he was in his his situation with people hurting him back to back to back, watch this, he never allowed it to change his character. He was a man who said, "God, if God allowed this to happen to me, I accept. You know what the problem is with some of us? We don't like correction and we take it as somebody dogging me out. Oh, Lord. God knows how to correct you, you know. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, you shall be over my house, and according to your command, all my people shall do what? Homage. Only in the throne I will be greater than you. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I see I have, see, I have set you over what? Now let's bring it into focus real quick. Y'all follow me? First of all, he's a Jew. Second of all, he's in a pagan place. Come on, Egypt? Egypt was like Vegas. And he the man. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he the man. Do you think that if he had a bad attitude, do you think that if he had a victim mentality, do you think if he was remembering what they had done to him, that God would have positioned him to be over all of Egypt? How many of you feel stuck sometimes? Get over the pain. Get over the pain. Get over the pain. Let me say it one more time. Get over the pain. Use the pain to find what's really in you. God, you allow this. He's sovereignly in control. And if God is sovereignly in control, then the question I have for you is, why am I allowing the circumstances in my life to cause me and the people hurt to cause me to forfeit everything that God is trying to build in my life? 
Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring. and Now listen, this is royalty now. From his hand and put it into what? On Joseph's hand and did what? See, after the pain, you'll be clothed with royalty. But can I tell you something? Now watch this. Watch this. Now watch this, right? This is how people work in the real world. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to work my way to the top. And when I get there, those that hurt me, I'm going to get them. Because now I got the power to destroy. I got the power to make decisions. I got the power. Listen, I, I'm going in and anybody that even looked like my pain or my past, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring them down. Isn't that something? But the Bible says not only did he have a signet ring, but look what God did for him. It says Joseph's hand and clothed him with garment of what? Fine linen and put on what? He went from the pit hey, to the palace. Come on, somebody, back to prison. And now he's got promotion. Can God promote us? Watch this. But I can't forget. I cannot let it go. Some of us can't even focus at work. Oh, come on, somebody. We Because we're so... Locked in on the woe is me. But you did such and such to me. But you just told me you love me. Hold on a minute. If you just told me you love me and you're still thinking about what I did to you. Then have you really forgotten? Have you really forgiven? Didn't we reconcile? Come on, somebody. Didn't we pray together? Lord, have mercy. Didn't we, didn't we pray together? But what happened? What, 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 what brings us back? What do you think brings us back? Being human? Uh-oh. You mean being in the flesh? Because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So when you say you're human, you're really going back into the what? Flesh. But here's the thing. I know it doesn't make sense sometimes. Like God, like what are you doing? But, but let's just take a picture of Jesus for a minute. And that's who Joseph typifies. Look, they put the necklace on him, right? Boom. All right, cool. Look what it says in verse 43. He got him a ride. Look what he said. He had him to ride in his what? Second chair. Second chariot. I tell the preachers here all the time. You have a responsibility. The fact that you're riding in the second chair should be a privilege and you got to live as such. Y'all know I don't play that. Amen. I hold them to a standard because I don't want them getting here telling you anything. Just anything. But more so, I want them to live. If you're going to be promoted, you can't be promoted with pain. Talking about you in the second chair. And just be selective on who you're going to be good to. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. 
Look what he said. He says, and, 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 and they what? Proclaimed before him and bowed the knee and set him all over the land of what? Egypt. Now, I want to fast forward real quick. Go on to verse 50. I got to get through this tonight. Verse 50, we find now before the year of the famine came. Now, remember, there was going to be seven years of famine, right? Uh, verse 49 says, thus Joseph stored up grain in great abundance like the sand of the sea until he stopped measuring it and it was beyond measure. So in other words, while the famine was about to come during the great years, what, what good stewardship, what Joseph pretty much did is saved Egypt. But Egypt became the place, watch this, God is sovereignly working. Right? Joseph's people is back in Israel. There's a famine. There's a worldwide famine. Food is scarce. But Egypt was the place where you would go get food. But God so sovereignly put a man who had been through all kinds of hell and high waters. And he should have been a bitter man. But he wasn't a bitter man. He was a blessed man. Because for some reason I keep pressing this issue. Somebody here tonight, you have to stop allowing what happened to you. Many, 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 many moons ago. You have to let it go. It happened. I get it. And I'm not not sympathetic to what happened to you. But listen now, it's time for you to grow up now. It's time for you to release that thing. But you're saying, but you see, but see, here's the thing. And see, if I make if I make this little a provision for you, then you, you you're gonna nurse it. What provision? Oh, I understand. Listen, I've been understanding. <laughs> I'm saying, right? You know what I mean? You know, when you when you have a family member or something like that, and you're like, I understand what you went through, boo. I understand. Listen, I get it. I understand. And listen, we've been we've been understanding for the last 17 years. <laughs> okay? But it's time now for you to live. It's time now for you to get to the position because there's people waiting on you. Listen, a whole nation is waiting on you. And if he had not done what he was supposed to do, he would have still been where, what? Watch this. Uh, everybody would have been what? Out. Why? Because he was so focused on himself. God has a greater purpose for you. And when you move beyond yourself, you begin to see it. It's not about you. Watch this. Watch this. Now, before the year of the famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. All right? He had two sons. And, and we, matter of fact, we talked about this. Keep going down. Going down to chapter 42 real quick. All right? I'm sorry. Verse 56 of chapter 41. And when the famine was spread over the face of the earth, then Joseph opened all the storehouse. And what did he do? He made some money. He sold to the Egyptians, sold to the Egyptians, and the famine was severe in the land of the, of Egypt. The people of all the earth came to Egypt to what? Buy grain from who? 
because the famine was severe in all the earth. God was sovereign and he was over that. Look at chapter 42, verse 1. It says, now Jacob, Jacob, which is who? Joseph's daddy. Correct? Saw that there was grain in Egypt. And Jacob said to his sons, why are you, why are you staring at one another? <laughs> That's funny. Right? He said, behold, I've heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us from that place so that we may live and not what? Verse 3, tell your neighbor God is getting ready to move. Let me say this. I know you possibly want revenge. Lord have mercy. Ah, I hit a nerve. I know you possibly want revenge. But revenge is not the way. There's a famine. His ten brothers, get, get, they got up. Watch this. I love what the text says. It says that then the, then the ten brothers of who? Now, how long had Joseph been in, in, in Egypt? Over 40 years. Can I ask you something? <clears throat> How many years is it going to take for you to forget? Listen to this. He had been there some 40 years, and guess what? Now the Bible says his 10 brothers. He was in Egypt all alone. By himself. Building a family. Come on, somebody. Living with the fact that he was sold into slavery. Living with the fact that he was abandoned. Living with the fact that his father thought he was dead. Living with the fact that his own family members turned their backs on him. Living with the fact that the friend that he had, the one friend he had, turned on him. It seems like every time he got close to somebody, you ever been, you ever been through that? Where just everybody just hurt you? Just, I'm talking about back to back to back. It's like, and then you just made up in your mind, I'm just going to be hard the rest of my life. <laughs> you got that wall up where you just, man, listen, you can't penetrate this wall. Shoot, you got kryptonite and everything else in there. Dynamite, grenades. Shoot, you got some stuff when you step on, it's going to blow you up. Nobody can get in your world. What they call them, Bruce? What they call them when you step on them things? What they call Landmines. MP4s and stuff. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, right? And so, <laughs> you know, that's what happens to us. It, it's really, it, you know, we're not thinking about prospering. We're not thinking about, you know what? There's a purpose for this. I have to stop. Stop holding on to the hurt that this person has done to me. I just got to free myself so I can live. I can live. Because you never know how God is going to turn, change the narrative. And what God is getting ready to do is change the narrative. Look at verse 4. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother what? Joseph's brother. Because Benjamin was the, of the same mama. They had the same mama. All right? 
with his brothers, and for he said, I am afraid that harm may befall him. So the sons of Israel came to buy grain among those who were coming for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Do you not know that God knows how to bring your enemy in your presence? Do you not know that God knows how to bring those in your path who has hurt you? Do you not know, okay, that God can sovereignly cause a famine in their lives? Amen. And orchestrate it where you can become the deliverer? But you don't know how much they've hurt me. You don't know what they've done to me. I am who I am because of what they've done to me. But can I tell you something? You can be better, not bitter. And I know some of us in this room tonight, in this church tonight, you've been hurt to the core. But God is saying, I want to put you on the other side of your pain. I want to position you, watch this, to be that deliverer. To be that person, amen, that brings relief. To be that person, amen, that can, that can, that can help somebody else so that they don't have to live such a broken life. Listen to this. The text says, now Joseph was what? Ruler over the land. And he was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph came, brothers, bless this. Remember what he told them when he was young. One day y'all will bow to me. He never did tell them how it was going to happen. See, a lot of things God has revealed to us will happen. A lot of you know, kind of feel like, you know, God's going to do some great things for me. How many believe that? How many believe God's going to do? How many are holding on to something? A promise, right? Do you not know in order to get to that, you got to go through what you're going through right now? And possibly it's pain. But it's never designed to make you bitter. It's designed to transform you. To give you the character That God wants to develop in you. Do I have anybody? Is this making sense? Watch this. His brothers bowed down to him with their what? First of all, they didn't even recognize him. Now watch verse 7. And when when Joseph saw his brothers... He did what? Here's a principle. You're always going to recognize those that hurt you. And this is the reason why you have to forgive them. Because they've forgotten all about you. They have forgotten. They, They don't even know your name. As much as you change hairstyle, they still don't know you. I ain't lying. Watch this. They don't, they, listen, they're not even thinking about you. But watch this. Now, what could he have done? He's in a position now 
Let me tell you something. Uh, when you get put into, I've been put into positions like this. Can I tell you something? When you get put into that position, you think you will retaliate, but you will have compassion. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Look what he did. Now, now he wasn't like being harsh in the sense that he was mistreating them, but he was doing it for a reason. He was trying to deflect because he was trying to process. Watch this. (laughs) So what did he do? He disguised himself to them and spoke to them harshly. And he said to them, where have you come from? And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. But Joseph had to recognize his brothers, although they said it again. See, because remember now, culturally, he's changed. He's changed when he put that linen on and when he put that gold necklace on. His outward appearance had changed. But he was still a Jew on the inside. In his heart, he was still God's tool. I read this story over and over again. My question is, what would you have done? They sold you into slavery. They stole your tunic. They tried to kill you. And here it is some 40 years later. Well, let me, let, me, let me just share something with you too now. God had to take Moses on the other side of the mountain in the wilderness for 40 years to get Egypt out of him. To get his anger out of him. Some of his anger because he, you know, in the end he fell to his anger. God positioned him in a place where he had to transform him. God may have, may have you where you are right now because he's transforming you. But are you fighting the transformation? Are you going against what he's trying to do? See, it's the same thing with Joseph. Now watch this. What if Joseph would have saw them two years later? The wound was too fresh. So as time went on, watch this. He, he, he recognized them. Can I tell you something? You will always recognize those that hurt you. You will always remember. But what we're trying to do is forget. What we're trying to do is to say, I'm not going to allow what you have done to me to cause me to have resentment in my heart for you. Because guess what? You won't recognize me anyways. I'm really a non-factor to you. How is it After 40 years, they've changed in appearance. He recognized them. Lord have mercy. But they didn't recognize him. Now I know the text says he disguised himself. 
But still, you're like, dang, hold on now. He looked kind of familiar. We, we from the same, you know, we got the same daddy. You know what I mean? Something about him should have said, man, what? Watch this. Watch this. Watch, 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 watch. I got to fast forward here. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 6, Joseph remembered the what? What did he remember, though? What did he remember? Did he remember the offense? Did he remember the pain? Did he remember? As a matter of fact, if you really think about it, Lord, I'm going to share something with you right now. Watch this. He would not have been in that position had it not been for them. He would not have been ruler over Egypt and stewarding the grain and the famine. You follow what I'm saying? Had he not went through the pain. So now he has a new perspective on life. See, some of us, the reason we're what we, we're what we are is because of the people that hurt us. But you can't really appreciate it because you're thinking about the pain and not the purpose. You're not thinking about the fact that God has positioned you because of them. Some of us won't go back to that stuff. That type of lifestyle. That type of, you find what I'm saying? Because of what you, because of the hurt you've been through. But thank God, because watch this, if you had not been in that pain, you would still be in that mess. Watch this. What did he remember? He did not remember anything but the dream. He says, the dream which he had about them and said to them, you are spies. You have come and look, uh, at, at, uh, come to look at the un, un, undefended parts of the land. Then they said, no, my Lord. Uh oh, they call him Lord. But your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men, you lying. Your, your servants are what? Not spies. Yet he said to them, no. But you have come to look at the undefended, under, undefended parts of our land. But they said, your servants are 12 brothers in all the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is with our father and one no longer. And one is no longer. Your enemy think you did. Because they haven't, they haven't heard from you in a while. They haven't, they don't, they don't see you on social media. They don't, they don't see what you're doing. You see, your life is a mystery to them. They really think you're dead, but you, guess what? But they're alive in you. Oh Lord, I'm gonna say one more time. They think you're dead, but they're alive in you because you still remember. So if they think you're dead, why are they still alive in you? Watch this. Joseph said to them, it is that I said to your spies. Anyways, you know, I have to fast forward. They went through this whole back and forth thing, okay? Joseph sends, uh, Joseph sends them home to get Benjamin, right? 
Now, I want to fast forward the story. All right, to chapter 43. Okay, I got to, got to, got to, got to get, get, got to get on down the road. All right, and actually, this is, this is a very long story. Um, Joseph disguised himself and all the other. Go to chapter 45. Chapter 45, I know. You can do that reading on your own, you see. So Joseph had been playing this game with them. <laughs> he invited them to dinner. Seriously, when they came back, he invited them to dinner. He sat in their presence. I mean, he did all this stuff. They're like, why did he do all this? Right? He was trying to get them all in the same room. Right? Now watch this. Chapter 45. Come on, y'all. Then Joseph could not what? Before all those who stood by him. And what did he do? Have everyone go out from me. So there was no man with him. And when Joseph made himself known to his brothers, he did what? That what? Huh? First of all, here comes the power of reconciliation. Can, can I say this to you? If someone has hurt you and they're godly sorry, why is it that we can't feel compassion? I get it. I understand this very well in my own life. This whole story. And I want to tell you something. I was made a better man when I learned to love those who really hurt me. But I had to forget the details and deny myself from going there. So that I would not mistreat the other the people who was trying to show me love. You follow me? Watch this. He said he couldn't control himself, so what did he do? He cried and wept. And Joseph said to his brother, I am Joseph. And guess what? Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were what? Dismayed at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, please come closer to me. And they came closer and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold. Now, do not be grieved or angry with yourself. Because you sold me here. This is the part you got to get right here, y'all. This is what I've been trying to get after all night. For God sent me before you to do what? Tell your neighbor purpose. You don't know that God saved you 
by those who hurt you. Oh yeah, he saved you. Because if you were still running with him, come on somebody. Can I ask you something? You, you would just be known as a dreamer that never did. A dreamer that was, but never did. Watch this real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys talk about it. It said, for the famine had been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be what? Neither plowing nor harvesting. God, look at, look at Joseph. Look at Joseph, y'all. You know, you have to be mature in order to understand. Sometimes, you know why you were hurt? To change your attitude. God wanted to change you. But you took it as a negative rather than a positive. Look at this. God sent me before you to what? Preserve for you a remnant in the earth. And to what? Keep you a lot. Now notice, he's changing the narrative. He's including them in his deliverance. See, but in our eyes, in our, in the, in our humanness, when we say we're human, guess what? I ain't thinking about them. Let them die. Shoot, I ain't worried about them. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. Whoa. He says, and to keep you alive by a great what? Deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here. One you that hurt me. God used you to position me for my purpose. Watch this. He says, now therefore, it was not you. Now, my question is, where did he get his theology from? His th- this, is, this is a theological statement. See, because Joseph equates everything, equated everything with God. See, he looked at it as, oh, God did this. I tell my girls all the time, put God in everything. Not just in your, Lord, thank you. No, in your homework. Come on, in your relationships, wherever you go, put God in it. So Joseph was able to put God in the equation of his hurt. And he was able to say, look what he was able to say. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but who? But God. And he has made me a what? A father to Pharaoh. And what? Lord of all his households. And ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus your son Joseph. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me and what? Do not delay. Isn't that something? God, can I ask you this? And I want you to answer this question, right? Real quick. What was the purpose for your pain? Discuss.